Is this finally the year that the Dallas Cowboys get over the hump? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are getting to the, the Twitter questions today. I've got a really good one that I want to start with from at Jones's Babysitter. Uh, oh. He's an everyday. He's been every day for a long time. Yeah. He says, I am excited uh, about this team, but it's early. Why is my train pessimism unreasonable <laughs> this year? Should we be cautious of talking about how good this team is until they face a real contender? Well, look, I mean, that's always going to be the, the standard of where the Cowboys are right now. Like, and that's the kind of the downside of all this, right? Is that is it doesn't, this is all great. This is all well and good, but, but obviously it doesn't mean much until January. And that's where the Cowboys have had problems, right? Which kind of stinks, that, by the way. If it, yeah, I'm not saying you does. can't enjoy the regular season, but it almost feels like the regular season is irrelevant. I, I think playoffs, it, right? Yeah. It, well, but I think it's because people are making it that way. And, and, it shouldn't and be that way. You should, you should still enjoy the year. Look, <laughs> Marcus just did a crossover podcast with the, with the Arizona Cardinals fans and they're Come having a rough season already, I mean, already. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's already tough. So it's like, I, I think that there, you know, look, there's, there's, there's teams out there that are having already a very bad season two games in. I think the Cow- Cowboys fans should be allowed to, to be thrilled with the way the team is playing. And, and yeah, the standard is still going to be, there's always going to be Eagles fans and Washington fans and Giants fans that are going to come to you and say, well, it doesn't matter until you win in January. going to choke in January. But guess what? We're not in January. Yeah. So until then, we're allowed to be happy about how good our team is. And then when we get there, then we'll see. But uh, I'm not going to allow you to steal my joy about how good this team is because uh, we haven't done it yet. And, and that doesn't mean that it won't get done. It just means that uh, it's not time for that yet. So uh, you're allowed to be excited, about, sure. uh, happy. You're also allowed to temper your excitement because you understand that it is only two games into the season and that it is a long season and anything can happen. So uh, I, you're allowed to feel however you want about this Cowboys team. Sure. I would say, except for uh, greatly depressed. I, I really don't. I mean, there's there's really nothing to be super upset about with the Cowboys as it stands right now. So uh, anywhere between mildly upset to over the moon, I think is yeah. a perfectly normal stance for a Cowboys fan. Currently, I will say I, I grew up in the dark days of the Cowboys in the two, early 2000s, right when it was Quincy Carter, Chad Hutchinson, Clint Sterner, Ryan Leaf for a little bit, right, like. Those seasons were dark where there just wasn't a lot of optimism and there wasn't a lot to be excited about. And in some ways you were excited when the year was over, right? Like I'm sure you remember that feeling like, Oh yeah. Yeah. There's also other seasons where, I mean, I think 2015 for me was, or yeah, 2000, excuse me, 2010 and 2015 where the season was basically over in September because of injuries to your quarterback. And it just felt like this is not fun. 
this Cowboys team is fun. And we'll see what happens when you get to December and January and stuff. But you should be able to enjoy the regular season and also be thankful that you're in the spot where the playoffs yeah. are the only thing that matters because that just kind of tells you where the Cowboys are at as a team where getting to the playoffs is – I don't want to say it's a given because nothing is a given in the NFL. But when the expectations are that you're going to be in the playoffs, it's just whether you win or not, that means you are – thought of as one of the best franchises in the league. So enjoy this right now. Yeah, absolutely. This is good. If you enjoy the Dallas Cowboys, and, and if you're watching this podcast, you do, uh, then then enjoy it when they're good. There's no, yeah. You don't need to put caveats on it or, or asterisks. Like, they're a good football team. They're winning the games that they're playing right now. That's enough right now. We'll worry about the January stuff when, when January comes. Can we express why – we're more optimistic about this team than in yeah. futures past because when you and I started doing this podcast back in 2017, I don't know if you remember all the way back then, but <laughs> was I was a little bit more pessimistic. And one of the reasons why I was very pessimistic, even about the 2018 Cowboys who were pretty good and the 2019 Cowboys were, I just didn't like the coaching staff. And I always felt like the coaching staff was, there were times where the coaching staff was fine and didn't lose them games, but I also thought there was a couple games every year where you knew that they were going to get out coached. I don't feel that way anymore about this team. Obviously, Dan Quinn is fantastic. You and I are both uh, – we both like maybe Mike McCarthy more than the average Cowboy fan does or the average national media person does. And I just feel like they've got the right kind of plan and the right vision, and I think they're building their team the right way. They coach them the right way to give you a really, really good chance of having success in January. I was not a fan of the McCarthy hire necessarily when it, when it first happened. I understood it because it, he was an experienced coach, but there was definitely other folks that I had on, on my radar when, when this happened. Mike McCarthy has definitely won me over with his coaching job. I mean, mm -hmm. like outside of the head coaching job that it's required to have back-to-back 12-win -back seasons, uh, including one of those where your quarterback missed multiple games, um, I, I mean, and, and then combined with what we've seen from him calling the offense so far this year – I've seen mostly positive feedback, mostly positive, you know, information with my eyes from Mike McCarthy. Now there is some stuff, there's some, you know, end of game stuff that, you know, that leaves you scratching your head. But I mean, I remember Andy Reid being run out of Philadelphia. He still has problems that. with that kind of stuff. Like there's no such thing as a perfect head coach. It's just, they don't exist. So I, I am, I, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. This is clearly a coach who knows how to coach his way through a, a deep playoff run into the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and I think as I've gotten further and further along from the situation, the, the kind of uh, a mixture of, of, of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, of, of like the results of, of, of the Super Bowl that they won together between him and Aaron Rodgers. I, I think the, not the blame, but the credit, sorry, thank you. The credit mm -hmm. of where that goes has shifted for me over time. I mean, I think before we all viewed it as Aaron Rodgers as Aaron Rodgers and has ascended and he dragged that team to the yeah. Super Bowl. But when you go back and look, it was a heck of a coaching job that, yeah. that, that, that got them there. They had to play a ton of different players. 77 guys. Yeah, so I, I think there is something to the idea that people are starting to get a more clear-eyed view huh, of uh, of Mike We're McCarthy. Sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, what? He's going to come around here and steal my shades. Uh, no, I, I think I think you're getting a better view of, of of who Mike McCarthy is as coach, where he's strong, and and why 
you know, over the years, he has been a sought after coach, you know, uh, you know, even before he got the green Bay job with at San Francisco, he was a, he was a hot coordinator for many years. I think we're seeing how and why Mike McCarthy was able to kind of stick around in the league. He, he, he understands a lot of this stuff. Uh, better than than we understand that he understands it. <laughs> yeah, and, and really quickly before we uh, we go to our next question, it's the first time in a long time that it feels like both sides of the ball are balanced. Like you look at the 2016 yeah. Cowboys; they had a great offense, but they were they had to play offense to protect their defense because it was really poor. Same thing in 2014, right? The Cowboys had to run the ball a ton because their best pass rusher rusher was George Selvey and Henry Melton and Jeremy Mincy, right? Like. You're just in a different phase where you can win games because of your defense. You can win games because of your offense. And frankly, we've already seen over the last couple of years, they can win games because of the special teams, blocking kicks, returning them for touchdowns like we saw in week one. It just feels like a much more complete team from coaching to the roster to you know top to bottom than we've seen over the last couple of de- decades. The hot term has been complimentary football, and it's just kind of a nebulous term that doesn't really mean anything, right? Yeah. But I think what we're seeing is we've seen a lot of very good def- Cowboys defenses. We've seen a lot of very good Cowboys offenses. I think there's even been times when we've seen a team that had at least good of both. But I think the, the to me, the big difference is how they are working together. Yeah. How it's complimentary in the sense that, hey, we understand that the defense has got this. That means the offense doesn't have to take risks. That means the offense can do the things it needs to to get out of the game safely uh, and, 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 and taking the kind of aggressive... Look, again, last thing, then we'll move on. I can't get over how thrilled I was when they were on the goal line. They got that penalty on the... Was it the, was it, uh, the, the touchdown they scored? Yeah. And they took, they took the penalty on the two point conversion. And then they went for two. Yeah. That is the kind of mentality that this Cowboys team has been missing. That, that has been like the kind of the, the lacking thing that I feel like is taking it over the top. McCarthy has shown a level of confidence in this team uh, to play aggressive like that, but also know how the best way to be aggressive. And then also to to take it back when you know that you've got it and you can just play it clean and safe to win the game. Let's get to some more uh, Twitter questions, including who starts at left guard for the Cowboys in 2024. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for your daily drafts or you're scouting the waiver wire, Each week, we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This time, it's Zay Flowers, first-round pick from Boston College. Ravens rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers had a fine debut in Week 1 before a more modest Week 2 performance, but Flowers will go into full bloom while cruising to a big game on a weak Colts secondary at home in Week 3. Flowers will be schemed open well as Baltimore's new look passing offense continues to find more life with Lamar Jackson. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits. Uh, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, Everydayers. On tomorrow's show, you already referenced it. We've got the crossover show with Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. That was a lot of fun and also very depressing at the same time. So make sure you guys <laughs> tune into it. It's a it's a good show. I had to do my best to talk uh, Alex Lancy uh, off the ledge a little bit with his Cardinals team. So oh, make sure you tune in for that. Uh, Landon, let's let's get to another Twitter question here. And this one's really fascinating from at uh, them boys. He wants to know. Who is the starting guard for the Cowboys next season? Is it Tyler Smith or TJ Bass? That's a uh, that's a complicated question, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, the first thing you and I talked about when we kind of were talking about this question before the show was what's what's Tyron Smith look like next mm-hmm. year? That's right? the answer, because right? yeah, I think that's really the answer. Is look, if Tyron Smith continues to play at the level that he's been playing so far through these two games. You know, throughout the season, maybe even he misses a game or two or something. I would really, really be interested in re-signing him for another you know year. I think he has another year. It's basically a void year, but yeah. I wouldn't be uh, opposed to kind of you know tacking on a year or two and seeing if he's interested in that. I mean, and I would do it the same way that you did this deal, where basically it's like a million dollars every game that he plays because you know when he plays, you're getting at worst top ten left tackle in the NFL. Oh yeah. Especially if he's healthy, especially because I mean, I, I do think that we, and we talked about this in yesterday's show. I really do think the added benefit of being able to practice, like being healthy enough to practice, like has really, really helped his, his skills. Uh, you know, he's just played better football than he has in two or three years. Right. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's really the key thing here is, is Tyron Smith coming back in what capacity and if he is, then I think you're likely to continue to see Tyler Smith play left guard in that swing left tackle type spot. And then Basque, you know, potentially could be your your kind of swing interior guy. Maybe you can look, teach him how to play some center in the offseason, and that could be your game day uh, yeah. swing guy. So, so um, listeners, really quickly, I want you to think how old Tyron Smith is right now. <laughs> okay, got it? He's 32. I'm sure that's yeah. a lot younger than what you're thinking. He's going to play almost his entire season as an age 32 tackle. If you want to bring him back for his age 33 season, again, providing that he stays relatively healthy, I still think you can get quality offensive line play. The Seahawks just signed Jason Peters to their active roster. I think he's going to be starting this week, and I think he's either 41 or 42 years old. It's like a decade younger than what Tyron Smith is. Trent Williams, I believe, is 35 or 36 and still the best left tackle in the league. So I don't think it's unreasonable. Yeah. I I, (laughs) I don't know if we want to include him on the list. No, but uh, I I don't think it's unreasonable to think that you could still get a top 12 offensive tackle in Tyron Smith in 2024. Yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable either. And and again, considering he – keeps wanting to do pretty decent deals with you because he likes playing here and he lives here. And uh, I, I, you know, as long as he's willing to do it and he's playing at the level he's playing, I I would keep rolling. Now, having said that, there is the possibility that the Cowboys, even if Tyron plays well this year, they feel like, Hey, you know what? We'd rather be a year early than a year late. Let's get Tyler Smith, who we drafted to be our left tackle. Anyways, let's get him up to speed going into year three. We've got this cheap undrafted free agent contract in TJ Bass. Again, a lot of this depends on Bass as well, but with a Dak Prescott contract extension coming up, a CD Lamb contract extension, a Michael yep. Parsons deal, 
maybe you do have to try to find some ways to get cheaper at certain spots and moving on from Tyron maybe helps you do that. Yeah, there's, that is certainly a possibility. And, you know, it is better to be a year early than a year late. Um, but I, yeah, I'm the, the deal is, is that Tyron's deal is such usually such a good deal, like yeah. value wise that I, unless he starts asking for more money than he previously had, uh, I mean, it's probably going to end up being financially feasible, but we'll yeah, see. The, the other question I have is what do they do at center? Because one player that we haven't talked about a lot when it comes to contract stuff is Tyler Biotish. He's yep. in year four, the last year of his deal. Does it make more sense? And I know that these won't be one for one, but does it make more sense to bring Tyron back on probably what would be a more expensive deal or to keep your 26 year old center who's been, who's kind of progressively gotten better throughout this career? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's easy to just kind of say, obviously Tyron, but, but I don't know that it is so obvious. Center is a, is a tough position to kind of have to get somebody trained up at. Um, and if you're not going to train somebody up, then you're going to need to spend a high draft pick on that guy, yeah. likely. Because and and I don't know part. if Dallas – the other thing is you don't always have centers that are worthy of being top yeah, 50 picks sure. every year. And there's usually, what, at most one every year that's worth a top 50 pick at most? And and this is a situation with Biotish that, like, you know, he's gotten – he's playing his best football now, you know. Yeah. So he's 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 an ascending player. So it it would be a shame to kind of, you know – let him go and then have him you know, actually continue to get better and better. So I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys approached him, you know, midway through the season and, and offered him a reasonable tier market two value. deal. Yeah. Um, you know, probably not top of the center, top of the center market no. deal, but like right underneath that group. Right. And I think he would probably take it, but we'll see, you know, I, I, I do think it's important that the Cowboys find a way to, get that resolved in relatively cheaply. Cause you just, you can't afford to pay every single offensive well, lineman. Big money, and that's the, the problem they're going to run into a little bit. They just paid Terrence Steele. Zach Martin just got a pretty significant boost on his contract. Can you afford to pay a center and basically have your entire right side of your offensive line on second, and third contracts? I don't know. I honestly don't yeah. know. That's a, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a good question. Maybe it's Brock Hoffman season next year, Landon. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, really quickly, we the one guy that we didn't mention here really is TJ Bass. So yeah, we're seeing him play more, right, because yep. of some injuries and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. looking forward, do you think TJ Bass has the upside to be a starting level player on the offensive line? I love it. We 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 got a question about TJ Bass. We spent we the whole time talking about every other offensive lineman but TJ Bass. Uh, yeah, no, I do. I do think he does have that uh, ability. I, I think that the move inside the guard was a very natural, obvious one, and he's yeah. taken to it very well. Uh, he has the requisite strength to play the position. I think he's getting better about pass protection. Um, and I do think he has the kind of upside and, and the skill set to be a starting offensive guard, uh, if not next year, then, then maybe a year beyond that. Uh, because I think, he look, the, the ability to kind of come in when he did had a couple of rough plays early on, but but to kind of settle in and, and play the way he did against a very good defensive interior, uh, it shows you that he belongs. You know, I, I think there was no point when, again, outside of those first two staffs where, where you're watching yeah. and you felt like he was completely overmatched or anything like that. Uh, so, you know, the, to kind of be thrown in as an undrafted free agent on, you know, week two, you know, starting, 
uh, not starting, but, but thrown into the lineup yeah, week two, a big role. Yeah. That's tough, you know? And so I think the fact that he was able to do that and without, you know, too much bumps and bruises uh, shows you the kind of talent that he has. And that obviously that's developable. All right. Let's talk about the safety position because the Cowboys could be getting Donovan Wilson back in week three. What does that rotation look like this week? We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the, the easiest and the most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks and fantasy nerds, kind of like me, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season. It's absolutely fantastic. It's so much fun to play. Uh, I love how many different players are available to, to choose from. I love how many different stats that you can choose from, You know whether it's catches, uh, yards, touchdowns, tackles, sacks. I mean, you think of a stat, they have it. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Landon, our last question here comes from Michael. He wants to know, what do you think the safety rotation looks like uh, with Donovan mm. Wilson back healthy? Well, I, I think it's uh, we're going to just see more and more packages featuring four safeties. You know, I you don't think, think anybody gets squeezed out of here. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if a person will get squeezed out, but the but the numbers that they play in will be squeezed, right? I think you'll just see uh, uh, Curse's numbers maybe come back a little bit, just getting him off the field a little bit more if they can. You'll see specifically Wanye Thomas, I would assume, uh, you know, kind of take a couple extra snaps. Uh, steps back snap wise Probably um, but, but go down yeah but i definitely think that you're going to see all these guys you're going to continue to see all of them like i just think it's about the proportions in which they're playing and, and who's playing in which packages and that sort of thing so uh, and, and i also think that you know i wouldn't be surprised if 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 uh if, if he wasn't on a pitch count you know similar yeah, like to 15 20 snaps this week just to kind of so get his feet wet i i wouldn't be shocked if this game you saw Wanye playing Donovan Wilson's Donovan Wilson's number of snaps, and then as Donovan gets healthy, they flip back, right? Yeah. So you have Wanye doing something like, you know, a 10, 15 defensive snaps, and then all his you know special team snaps, and then uh, Donovan getting closer to thirty or you know something like that, forty snaps. They're going to heavily rotate all these guys, anyways. I mean, they've been doing yeah. that, you know, front to back defensive line to safety room uh, so everyone's getting a little bit of rotation except for maybe the outside corners um and and so i do think that uh you're gonna see obviously obviously more donovan wilson than you have and and that's gonna mean less the other guys but i i would i would th- guess that it would be gradual at first just to kind of get donovan's feet underneath him and and you know frankly they've played so well without him right now they don't need to rush him back yeah. they just want to get his feet underneath him uh so that he can be healthy for the rest of the season all right, I got a controversial question here, and I don't want this is not a slight at Donovan Wilson at all because oh we absolutely love Don, Donovan. I'm he calling Joey a, Ikes right now know, so he can get on the phone with us. I know Donovan is one of their biggest playmakers on defense. He brings a physicality to their defense. There's, there's no question about that. So this, honestly, this has less to do with him than everybody else. But okay. 
if I showed you the first two games of the season, including the preseason stuff, and said, hey, you can take away Donovan Wilson's contract that he got this offseason, which is basically what, like seven or eight million a year, and just play Wanya Thomas more, play Marquise Bell more, play Izzy Mukamu more. Would you do that and use that eight million dollars somewhere else, or is Donovan Wilson still a value at eight million? I think it's peace of mind is what it is more than anything at this point, right? Like, um, I think yeah, having having the knowledge of the the you know hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Exactly. Yes, um, that's why it's, it's it's not fair to Donovan Wilson. It's not fair to the Cowboys front office. They didn't know that Wanye and Marquis Bell were going to make this big of leaps. Yeah, I mean, I think I might still, I might still do it because I, I do think that there is. We still haven't seen everything for this defense yet. We still haven't seen this defense play a truly elite offense yet. Um, and I think that having someone like Donovan Wilson to kind of establish that physical tone, he's going to earn that eight million dollars when we play San Francisco. He's going to earn that eight million dollars yes. when we play Philadelphia. You know, those that's when when I need those eight million dollars worth of punishing downhill hits. Uh, run game fits uh, uh, th- that's when I need the playmaking. So yeah, we can beat the giants and the jets without Donovan Wilson. Uh, but I-, I feel a lot more comfortable facing the big boys in this, in the NFL with Donovan Wilson on that side. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. Now the alternative is let's say the Cowboys don't spend that money on Donovan Wilson and they just retain their own, which is probably what would have happened. Yeah. Would you rather have, again, I get this hindsight 2020. Yeah. I know we're yeah. saying this. Would you rather have Connor McGovern basically be your swing into your offensive lineman or Donovan Wilson right now? Donovan Wilson. I, 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 because, because the thing is, is that, I mean, TJ Bass, maybe Connor McGovern in three weeks, you know, what about, what about uh, Dalton Schultz? Like, do you, how much better do you feel about the offense? If you have Dalton Schultz at $7 million a year, I'd still take, I think I'd still take Donovan, especially uh, look, because we're using hindsight. If we're going to use hindsight, let's use it across the board. I think that Ferguson has looked better than Schultz on a snap by snap basis so far. Uh, he had the drops. Obviously that's not great, but he's a better blocker. I think ultimately he has more upside as a receiver. So still give me Donovan. Okay. And that's kind of the way I lean here too. I mean, unless you would have gotten some other player X that we're just not mentioning here. I think Donald's the best Case because he just gives you something that the other safeties don't have. Like I love Wanya and I love Marquis Spell, but Donovan Wilson's two hundred five pounds and plays like he's two hundred and fifty pounds. Like he's gonna come yeah. take on guards. He's gonna blow up the run game. He's gonna give you a physical presence that the other safeties just don't quite have. And that's not a knock on the other guys. It's just no. he provides a different skill set from everybody else. They all have they all have kind of unique skill sets. To be honest, you know that's probably why they wanted to resign all of them, just because yeah. they use them all in each different ways, and they all kind of fit together in a really great way. Yeah, uh, quite the safety room, and I, I yeah. especially with the unknown at linebacker outside of Leighton Van Der Esch, and including Leighton Van Der Esch's health, you want a guy like Donovan Wilson that can come in, play in the box, make tackles, take on guards, and just be a menace in the run game. And that's what he's been basically his entire career with the Cowboys. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making locked on Cowboys. Your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow's show is the crossover show uh, with locked on Cardinals. Make sure you tune in for that on Friday, Landon and I breaking down the Cowboy Cardinal game in Arizona. Uh, that show will be up on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, we are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow.